Good morning, believers at Portage. Carol and I are glad to be allowed to be back with you again this morning, as we always do. We're going to turn to the Word of God, going to ask the Lord Jesus to come and speak with us and to bring us His particular Word for our hearts this morning. Now, it is my privilege to get to kind of draw finally together that beautiful series that um, Pastor Rich has preached to us. So I'm going to go a little bit further back in Galatians and read to you from the second chapter, or around about from verse 15 down towards the end of that chapter. And the background of that is that there were some people who were trying to revert back to the old legalistic way to approach God, the Old Testament laws and so on. And Paul writes these words, we who are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners, we know that one is not justified by observing the law, but justified by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by observing the law, because by observing the law, no one will be justified. If while we seek to be justified in Christ, it becomes evident that we ourselves are sinners, does that mean that Christ promotes sin? Absolutely not. If I rebuild what I destroyed, I prove that I'm a lawbreaker. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. A verse you want to think about this morning I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and who gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing." Anyone here lovers of grapes? <laughs> Any grape lovers here? Huh. Well, that's good. Because I picked this up on my way here. Just imagine, we're going to be able to get some grapes a little later on in the service, right? 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 Why not? I'll tell you why not. Because of this botanical law, fruit is only possible as an extension of the parent plant's life. Here's what Jesus said in John chapter 15. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Now you've heard Pastor Rich teach on those ninefold aspects of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Why don't we just 
remind ourselves. Let's just name them out loud. There was love, right? Love, joy. Say it with me. Peace, uh, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Right. Which one of those nine do you feel you need more of in your life? Joy? Love? Patience? Okay? The vital question is, how? How? How do you get more of that one? If you answered, well, pastor, I'm going to try harder. That is the wrong answer. Allow me to go back here to John chapter 15 in the fifth verse. I'm going to quote the whole verse to you. Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. Remain in me as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Could that be the reason why we won't be getting any grapes here this morning? Fruit is only possible as a parent's plant's extension of its own life. You see, Jesus also added, neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. After all Pastor Rich said in this excellent series on the fruit of the Spirit, nobody here this morning should be surprised at this next statement. You can't try harder to bear any one of the nine-fold aspects of the fruit of the Spirit here in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. You mustn't try to be more loving. You shouldn't work at trying to be filled with peace. Being more patient? Forget about it. Oh, pastor, I'm, I'm going to grit my teeth and I'm going to try and be more long-suffering. That may work in the Marines, but Jesus doesn't want gritted teeth. You see, the fruit of the Spirit isn't like the gifts of the Spirit. When it comes to the gifts, you should stir them up. When it comes to the gifts of the Spirit, you should be more diligent about produ producing. When it comes to the fruit, we are saying that fruit is only possible as an extension of the life of the parent plant. Christ is the parent plant. He's the vine. You are just a branch. Fruit in you. Fruit 
that will last. Fruit that God is seeking is only possible as an extension of the life of Christ in you. Now back there earlier in Galatians that we read together, back there in chapter 2 verse 20, there our verse for this morning. I say to us this morning that that verse is the only way that fruit of the Holy Spirit shows up in the Christian's life. Here's that verse. I am crucified with Christ. I have died to my preferences. I have died and surrendered my rights. I no longer have to be considered or flattered or promoted. I'm crucified. I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. The life that I now live here in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Christ in me. Christ in me. How is that possible? Here's how. Fruit is only possible when the parent plant's life flows through the branch. The Holy Spirit is our parent plant's life. The Holy Spirit in you. Jesus' other self living in you. The big question this morning isn't which of the aspects of the fruit of the Spirit do you need more of? That's not the big question. The question is, how much of the Holy Spirit do you need more of to produce fruit? And even that isn't the right way to put it. It's this. How much of the Holy Spirit Does he want more of you to possess? How much more of you does the Holy Spirit want for fruit to appear? If fruit is only possible when the parent plant's life flows through the branch, then the vital concept is the life of Jesus flowing through you will look like love and joy and peace and forbearance and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Would you meet my friend, the work glove? Can you tell these people here in church who you are? Only the dummies here this morning won't know I'm a work glove. Um, yes, okay. So, so you were created to be a work glove. Yes. And, and as long as you can remember, were, were you made for work? Did you have to go to college to think of such a stupid question? <laughs> okay, smart, Alec, work glove. Why don't you do some work right here to impress us? I can't. 
Well, what you mean is you won't. No, I mean I can't. Well, well how's the work going to get done then? Put your hand inside me. Do you get it? Do you get it? Fruit is only possible when the parent plant's life flows through the branch. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is the evidence, the outward evidence for us all to see that Christ is in you. I wonder if there's anyone here this morning who will let me pray at the end of the service for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's take all of that back here this morning to that verse. I am crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. You see, any Christianity that is less than the life of Christ moving and growing and choosing and speaking and inspiring the person from the inside isn't real Christianity. Here's the final point of this sermon. Fruit is only possible when the parent plant's life is in fact the real life inside the branch. Go back to Galatians chapter 5. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. Uh-oh. That, in a Christian's life, can only mean one thing. Stepping off the cross. He writes more. Idolatry and witchcraft and hatred and discord and jealousy and fits of rage. Uh-oh. That is a Christian no longer living crucified with Christ. I wish he'd stop, but he didn't stop. He went on. Selfish ambition dissensions, factions, and envy, and drunkenness, and orgies, and the like. Uh-oh. That is no longer living, surrendered to the indwelling Christ. To state the obvious, we are saying that fruit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, is only possible when the parent's plant's life is in fact the real life that is flowing inside the branch. In other words, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. What? What does a crucified flesh look like here in everyday life? It looks like this, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. 
That's what a crucified life looks like. Those, they're not the fruits of the Holy Spirit. They were never meant to be worked on individually. Look carefully. Those are the fruit, singular, of the Holy Spirit. Fruit is only possible when the parent plant's life is in fact the real life that is flowing inside the branch. Let me just be open and admit with you this morning. True Christianity is not easy, but it is simple. True Christianity depends on the daily, practical, real experience of two things. One, obedience to the Bible as the inspired word of our Creator God. Two, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Say, Pastor, that's a bit strange English. Be being filled. I don't care if it passes my grammar teacher's muster or not. I'm telling you that real Christianity isn't a once in the past, some time ago I experienced the Holy Spirit. It was a wonderful service. Oh, I remember it back in 1986 or 1997. There was, there was this wonderful atmosphere in church and I, I came forward and I, I got a touch from the Holy Spirit. That is not enough. You have to be being filled. One pastor prayed when someone came out for another touch from the Holy Spirit and said, Lord, fill him again because he leaks. I do too. I do too. There is no successful Christianity without a willingness to obey this dear old book as the word of our Father God and to be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Would you humor me by answering this question? Has anybody here ever marched? Let's see your hand if you've ever marched. Anybody? Anybody ever marched? Did you march in band at school? Anybody? There's a hand there, there's another hand there, another hand back there. Any soldiers here this morning? Anybody ever march on parade? There's a hand over there. Do you remember the cadence? It was either the bass drum or it was the drill sergeant. Left, 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 right, left. Remember that? Remember that? I wonder if somebody would be brave enough just to Come down here and tell us your experience of marching. Anybody? Come on. We'll be brave enough just to come and answer a few questions about marching. Won't embarrass you. Won't be difficult questions. Come on down. Somebody. Somebody who's marched. I just want to ask you. Who's it going to be? Come on. You said you'd marched. How hard can it be to remember marching? Come on now. Who is it? Who's it going to be? Okay, come on down then. 
Give our brother a hand. Come on. The rest of you cowards, sit there and admire him. <laughs> brother, tell us your name. Jesse. Jesse. Now, Jesse, when you think about marching, what picture comes to your mind? Marching band. Marching band. Okay. Can you all picture a marching band right now? It's a football game, perhaps, and they're on the field, it's halftime, and they're marching. Now, what's the deal about the cadence? What's that all about, this left-right thing? What's that about? Order. Order, right? If there wasn't order, what would that marching band look like out there on the field? Disaster. Disaster, exactly right. It's just absolute disaster. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. See how easy it was? Here's the thing, though. The cadence, left, 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 right, left, is meant to do what? Keep in step. Do you know what happens when you don't keep in step when you're marching close together? One of the first things that happens is you keep kicking the feet of the person in front of you, and they start getting real annoyed with you. And the other reality is, if you don't keep in step, the person behind you starts to kick your heels and you start to stagger around. And that doesn't look very orderly, does it? Tell you what, I turn to the final verse about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's chapter 5 of Galatians verse 25. Since you've been filled with the Spirit, Keep in step with the Holy Spirit. The production of fruit of the Spirit is a dynamic, day by day, new experience by new experience, victory after victory, march through life with the Holy Spirit. There is no Holy Spirit fruit bearing without in step marching with the Holy Spirit. He's calling a cadence, and he's expecting you to stay in step with him. You know what that means? It means we stop living life according to our preferences. We stop living life according to what pleases us. We stop making our decisions on the basis of what we think aggrandizes ourselves. What that means is we start desperately desiring to be being filled with the Holy Spirit for all of life's experiences, and the cadence is His. John Gowans wrote a prayer. For the mighty moving of thy spirit in our hearts and minds from day to day. For the gentle soothing of thy spirit when our fears had filled us with dismay. Lord, for this we pray. For the kindly chiding of thy spirit when we thought to find an easier way. Lord, for this we pray. 
for the gracious guiding of thy spirit and the strength we needed to obey. For this we pray. For the tender stirring of thy spirit who recalled us when we went astray. For the persistent spurring of thy spirit when we hesitated on our way. Lord, for this we pray. I feel I must ask if there's someone here who has not received the filling of the Spirit since you believed. Today, by prayer of faith and by the laying on of hands, you can walk out of here Spirit-filled. During a final piece of music, we can ask you to step out from your seat and believe that God wants to fill you with the Spirit of Jesus right here in this place today. Why prayer? Why the laying on of hands? Why, that's how it has been from New Testament times. As believers gather around the person praying by faith to be filled and to believe for it to happen. I feel I must ask, too, if there's someone here today who's really stepped off the cross. The absence of the fruit of the Spirit is testifying that you're no longer living a life crucified with Christ. Today, by public, personal, sacrificial self-surrender, you can take back what the devil is stealing from you. Come forward, very focused. Some have felt waves of heat or joy or peace when being filled. Whether or not that happens to you, He will fill you in response to your faith. Come forward today to be filled with the Spirit. Come forward very focused. Some have felt waves of heat or joy or peace when being filled. Whether or not that happens to you, is irrelevant. He promises He will fill you with the Spirit. Would you stand? Some have boldly stepped forward already. Others are coming, desiring to be filled today. Come stand here with a heart of faith, believing, Lord, fill me with your Spirit. Come seeking the filling, not the feelings. God promises you today, I will be found by those who diligently seek me. Here are some folks desiring to be filled. I want to ask for staff members, if you're here, or other mature Christians, would you come and lay your hand on the shoulder of somebody standing here? Believe with them for a filling by the Holy Spirit today. That's right, come on down. Just put your hand on their shoulder. Let each person have the experience of the laying on of hands here this morning. If two or three put their hand on your shoulder, so much the better. If you're still seeking that filling, come and join them who are standing here. We're going to trust God this morning for the Holy Spirit to do what He promises, to fill you, to touch you, to empower you, to make you different. We're going to pray in a moment for God to really move in your life.
Let your faith be focused on Him now. See yourself as an empty vessel, like an empty bottle saying, Holy Spirit, come. Come fill me up. I surrender all of me to you. Those of you who are standing, you may be seated. We want you to pray where you're in your seats for these standing here. Please, don't just sit there like a lump in a chair. You add your faith to those who are seeking this morning. You join your faith with them. Come on. Believe for God to touch these dear brothers and sisters this morning in a powerful way. We're going to pray now. Would you join your faith with ours? Lord, you have promised. You've promised to give the Holy Spirit to those who are seeking. Your son said, if we who are evil know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more shall you, the Heavenly Father, not give the Holy Spirit to those who are seeking? Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come at this very moment. Come and pour into these lives. Come in the privacy of this moment. For this is not a moment for the internet. This is not a moment for others to see. This is a moment between them and you. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Your word says you'll be found by those who are diligently seeking you. And they are, Lord. They are seeking you at this moment with all their hearts. They want to experience the life of Christ in them. We know the battle won't cease. We know the devil won't let them go. We know there'll still be fights. There'll still be struggles with evil. But you have promised, greater is he that is in you than he, the devil, that is in the world. Oh God, see the surrender of these who stand before you now. Come flood them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Come pour in the power of the Holy Spirit. For Jesus has promised, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Lord, we are praying for our brothers and sisters at this moment, for a mighty filling by you. Come, Lord, come. Come like Elijah's fire that burned up the offering. Come burn up selfishness. Come burn up anger, doubt, fear, unbelief. Come, Holy Spirit, and burn it up and set them ablaze with Holy Spirit fire. Lord, make of this day a turning point. Make of this day, Lord, a day of surrender that lasts. Come, Lord. We take a moment of silence. We wait upon the Spirit. Lord, by the laying on of hands, we identify with the sacrifice that these, our sisters and our brothers, are making before you. We identify with Him. 
Lord, at this moment, we are seeking with them a complete filling of your Spirit. Come, Lord. Come. Jesus said to the disciples, wait in Jerusalem until you have been filled with the Spirit and you shall be my witnesses. And one of the first things you're going to experience is power to witness for Christ. And it'll be undergirded by love and joy and peace and long-suffering, and goodness, and gentleness, and self-control, and, and the fruit of the Spirit. Oh, go forth now into your world, knowing that Christ is in you, your hope of eternal life. Christ is in you, your hope of glory. Remain in the vine. Remain in Him. He's going to remain in you. Be being filled with the Spirit from this moment on. Now may grace, mercy, and peace be upon each. Those here at this place of commitment, those in their seats, may grace, mercy, and peace be upon you to walk in the Spirit. Since you have been filled, Keep in step with the Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God's blessing be upon you.